you have to think about life in terms of a like a like a, a like a stove and you have like a stove like, like fire fires yeah ah. right a stove and fires and you have like six fires you have your family your personal life your friends business money mm. and work life and 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 something else physical, and you can uh, have only like maybe two or three on high yeah at any point in time and the other one's gonna go down because oh. you have a limited amount of gas yes, right yes yes and if you're conscious about that you're not gonna be all that burn out burned out because yeah. if you if you try to have everything at full blast mm. it's, it's impossible yeah it's yeah. impossible and you're gonna be in a lot of pain death has always been a certainty that's what i like about Endless topics that we can talk about. Dying to meet you. Welcome to my podcast. So welcome to another episode of Dying to Meet You with Anjali May. And today we have a very dear friend of mine from Entrepreneur Organization. As you have heard from some of the past episodes, I've interviewed some of them. And today I am with this young boy. Young, young boy. boy. Yes. Yeah, not, not too uh yeah, not too off the yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty not accurate. A good, yeah, yeah. Uh Josh yeah. Chin with us today. And welcome to Dying to Meet You. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so before we start, maybe you can give us uh you know the audience a little bit um okay, I, I'm having a little bit of difficulty because I'm trying to open up a bottle of wine and Eugene is gonna help me. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, uh, Josh, give me some ideas or give the audience some, you know, knowledge about what pro. you do. Yeah, of course. Um I started my business in 2017. I was and in And when school. you were 16? No, I was 16. <laughs> I wish. I should have. No, but I was uh, 20, 21, I think. Yeah, 21. See, you were a boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was five. When, which year are you born? 19... No, 96. Oh my God, 1996. you're one year younger than my brother. Not anymore. I can be your sister. I, so I, 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 I realized I was old when, old enough, when I, when I tried to rent a car. For for the longest time, I, I had a surcharge when, when you go overseas and rent a car because, because you're below 25. There's oh, a higher risk of like yeah, with insurance yeah. costs and everything. I see. Um, then one time I, I tried renting a car. I gave them my IC and everything. Like I looked at the price. I was like, this is really cheap. Is there a promotion going on? <laughs> like, no, that's the standard price. I was like, then I looked down the list items. I realized there's one thing missing that additional surcharge for being 25 and below welcome like, to the club <laughs> oh no so um good and bad good and bad so but you, yeah well you save some money save some money yeah yes 2017 and and then um i was in school i had a lot of time i was in nus business school mm. um lots of free time um i thought business school is very busy packed with not really no oh. yeah Okay, I, I thought it's only arts know. and social science. Uh, we are very free. We only have like three hours lesson or one and, hour lesson. And I, I stayed in day. I stayed in hall, oh, hall in as well. Hall. Yeah, I was in Yusuf Hall. Spent a lot of time outside of school work. Mm. I did okay. I did pretty well actually. I graduated. Mm. I completed my degree, uh, and I left school completed in twenty nineteen. Mm. So when I left school, that was my this is this became my full time job, okay. my business, and that was the goal. I started the uh, yeah, so the business is an agency it's a marketing mm. agency uh for e-commerce brands mostly in the us mm. and we specialize in email and sms marketing very very niche very narrow but uh it, it works out yeah it works out pretty well i first started out i was really just spending most of my money and time on online courses mm. teaching myself everything that i needed to know to make 
the, the whole thing work. Then I realized that there was a decent opportunity to offer this as a service. So I started uh, prospecting, contacting okay. a bunch of different brands uh, through different communities mm. like Facebook groups and, and other places. Uh, ended up having six clients that paid me no money oh. at one point. Why no money? So I had to do free work to build oh, my portfolio. To build up, okay. Yeah. So that was my whole pitch. Nice. I'll do free work for you. Just give me the chance to prove myself and I'll build a case study and that's all I ask. Are you still offering this? I, no. I, I'm happy to take it not, out again. Not anymore, <laughs> not anymore unfortunately. Okay. But it's a great way to start because yeah. um, it's, it's, a, it's a really good way to, to get experience, real, mm. like real life experience um, and just grind through it. Okay. Eventually, someone asked me how much do I charge mm. and then I had to come up with a, like a pricing thing and start charging money and th that was a very, very happy moment yeah. for me. Uh, and then it took off. I brought in my co-founder about in month three or four. Um, and he became my COO and mm. my co-founder today. I see. Um, then we started hiring our first employee the week after. So basically, the, the whole idea is to build the, the whole thing out uh, as a business and not a side hustle. Mm. And so that we could turn it into a full-time career. Wow. And, and uh, yeah. how do you even come up with the idea or like, you know, to be an entrepreneur because you didn't work for anyone. Yeah, I, I once you graduated, you became an entrepreneur. Yeah, this is my first job, so I don't have a lot of um, experience to begin with, not a lot of baggage, um, and I've always wanted money and <laughs> Who doesn't? to be rich. <laughs> I've always wanted money because grow, growing up, my parents uh, they they got divorced and they went through. Mm. A personal bankruptcy and a business bankruptcy mm -hmm. so that left a good imprint on me on the importance of money so when i when i hear people saying oh money is not everything it's not important it's not the most important thing mm -hmm. uh, my my gut reaction is always fuck you money is important yep. <laughs> money is very important mm -hmm. um but it's not everything yeah, for sure but it, it sure solves a lot of problems um Definitely. so that was my very initial drive i did everything i could to mm -hmm. to find uh, a source of income and uh, stumbled across a few things. I was a waiter at one point, hated that. Mm. I was a waiter for two weeks. Um, so very, a, a lot of respect for, for retail workers and waiters. Mm. I was a private tutor, tuition teacher for mm. a while. That paid the best, best wow. ROI, 50 bucks a, an hour. Wow, what were yeah. you teaching? Um, I taught physics, chemistry, math. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did pretty well in school. So. Um, I, I actually graduated with, uh, I gave up my honors program, so no, no honors, but with a GPA of four out of Ooh, five. I wow. did 4.2 mm. out of five. So not, not too bad for someone who didn't really spend too much time at, at school. Um, and, and then you didn't want to do like a tuition, yeah, tuition centers are the... Tuition centers are great, yeah. Yeah, like it's, the best money to make is from parents. Yeah, I know. Parents. Right? I know, like babies, give me your uh, parents, baby. I mean... It, yeah. I'm like thinking of what is the next thing I need to enroll my daughter in already. Oh. Yeah, even though she has quite a bit. But yeah. I'm a, maybe a kyasu mother. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, yes, that's, that's right, right? But yeah. to go into like marketing, because do you see there's a shift because of uh, now, you know, the way marketing and of course like PDPA coming in, yeah. was there an issue? Because you say your marketplace is mainly in US. Yeah, my, my market's mainly in the US. Mm. Mostly brands that are built digitally native uh, 
online brands mm. that sell direct to consumer okay. products, yep. product based companies. Uh, I, I saw two major trends that, that gave me the, the confidence to go uh, really hard on the, the industry. Mm. Shopify was growing very, very quickly. Mm. So that brought in a big group of new entrepreneurs and new sellers oh. into the space. Okay. So Shopify is an e-commerce platform that yeah. allows anybody to start a store online and start yeah. selling. Everybody can be an entrepreneur, right? In yeah. Shopify. Yeah. And I saw the, the, graph, the growth of Shopify and the number of merchants they had on the platform. At one point, they had like 10,000 and then 10x to 100,000 back wow. in like 2015 or 16. Mm -hmm. And then soon after that, it, went, it reached, it crossed 1 million wow. merchants oh. in a couple of years. Okay. So I was like, that's, that's it. This is the, the, the future of commerce. Yeah. Um, especially in a space where I could make a name for myself. It's, it's the small, mid-sized mm. businesses space, which mm. is fairly easy to compete in. Yeah. Um, and you I could... A niche. Yeah, I found I found a niche that could service this these types of entrepreneurs that I knew was underserved. Yeah. They couldn't do it themselves as well as I could because oh. I was specialized in just one thing and doing yeah. it really really well. Yeah. Um, and I could charge a lot of money for it mm. because I made a lot of money for them. Yeah. See, I think that's the key, right? I think when you focus, maybe I need to yeah tune in, like be more focused on what I want to do with what I want to do because I'm I'm more of a person who. I want to do a lot of things. Right. Yeah. So I have so many things I want to do. And, you know, and maybe because, you know, I think time, you are still a Shaltiti, you know, uh, like a young boy. Maybe, yeah. I feel like, oh my God, I'm like, who knows when the Green Reaper is going to come. And yeah. Ooh. So I want to make sure that I could do a lot of things within this. And then who knows, maybe the legacy I leave behind. But, you know, having such a, uh, you, you're still much younger. And what have you gone through in your life? I mean, that you talk about your parents' divorce. What would you describe in your lifetime um, as the lowest point in your life? Oh, lowest point. I think two, two points. Mm. The, I think the moment I realized my parents split up, that was, how, that was pretty much How young up. were you? I was, um, I don't even know. That, that part of my life, the memory is very blurry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I probably repressed somewhere mm. inside. Um, I remembered an incident where I was, uh, I, where I had to, I had to pick if uh, between my mom and my dad. Oh, okay. pretty pretty fucked up. But it's. Uh, do you only have? Do you have siblings or? Is just... I do. Yeah, I have a, I have a younger sister. Mm. At one point, I had to pick between uh, living with my mom or my dad, mm. which is fairly strange. Now looking back at it, because they, one of them had custody. Uh, but anyways, mm. I yeah. So, and I I remember choosing to stay with my, mm. my dad, because I was living with my dad at the time. Mm. And it wasn't because I, I preferred my dad over my mom. I just didn't want change anymore. I hated yeah, change. Yeah, Even okay. today, I, I'm a very routine-based person. I like my routines. Really? I like, okay. yeah, I like waking up at a uh, certain time. Certain yeah. time. I like doing exactly what I do in the morning. Um, not, not, not a, I'm not a very disciplined person. I just like the, Routine. the routines. Yeah. And every day at 12.30, I would go to... Oh no, my breakfast will always be yakun. It'll be the same yakun. thing. Yeah, yakun, toast, kopi si kosong peng. Always specifically. And uh, lunch would always be at the same place. I would have a little bit of variety, mixed rice, mixed vegetables and whatnot. But it, it's always the same. And mm. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the routine. You enjoy it? Like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think I want to jump on this because we had this podcast and we talked about this. I also shared this with Eugene that uh, when parents go through a divorce, I always find it so difficult 
for them to make the children choose. Yeah. Like, who do you live with? But uh, here's a suggestion for parents, right? Have you ever considered of having the children to be in the same space? Because yeah. you don't like change. And it's not good for kids to keep having change. Because they are into a routine, right? Yeah. But to have the parents, you know, they can rent a flat or like a, a small apartment or whatever. But the parents move in every week. So that one week you oh. spend with the child, with a luggage. Then you move out, the other parent come. But That's the smart. child don't have to go through the change of packing yeah. unpacking yeah. because it's more detrimental for the child i feel yeah. in my opinion and also for the parents you could have your separate life right if true, you have your true. own separate home and i always find that it's difficult when you ask children to choose because at a point in time yeah. whichever person they choose is not gonna end up it's, well for the other parents yeah, like, or oh, do you choose look, that it's, parent it's you know pretty, it's pretty what? fucked up to to do that to your kid by the way don't it do is. that. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, because I it's agree. it's such a heavy decision and mm. I think the the implications of of having to make that choice is that I'm not I'm not just choosing a, a parent. I'm choosing not to stay with the other parent. And then Absolutely. It, it just yeah, just yeah. Me up for a long time. Yeah. Um that was your lowest point? Yeah, I think that was my lowest point and then my first uh, relationship mm. also related cuz my my parents were um Gone, gone through that and I was like I'm never going to be like them I'm going to find the perfect uh, partner and I'll be uh, and live happily live ever happily after happily ever after forever <laughs> and ever I think that freaked uh, the, the girl out obviously <laughs> uh, pretty freaky yes. now that I think back I think, I'm going to be with you forever you know like like second you gotta play second, cool, man, second Josh. date you're going to play cool way you know? too eager yeah. way too eager but, <laughs> lesson learned lesson learned um but yeah, now now I'm uh, I'm happily attached. It's been six years, mm. um, and uh, so things are going well. But I'm I'm very I'm very self aware of the the experiences I've gone through. Yeah. I think back at it quite a bit, yeah. and EO helps a lot because yeah. you're forced to reflect a lot mm. in EO, right? I agree. So you've been at EO for a while. So EO is entrepreneur organization. That's where we met. I think yeah. the first time I actually met you was in Barcelona, where we did our yeah yeah right and um and. And then when they told me your age, I was like, wow, how do you first, I, I mean, number one, you're young, you're an entrepreneur. I think there's a lot of essence that we can learn from you. But now that you talk about, you know, your lowest point, um, I always feel that uh, everybody, you know, in order to build strength and courage, mm -hmm. you need to go through adversity. Yeah. And that makes you who you are today. And I think you learn from it, you know, the first relationship didn't work out now, you know, yeah. congrats, you're in the sixth year, uh, seven years each is, uh, yeah, one more year to go, right, this oh, year, yeah, uh, seven yeah. years, not sure if it relates to you, but you know, some I, I've heard, heard, I've heard, yes, but, Interesting. yeah, but I mean, the, the, the whole part about, you know, coming up, like, um, blueprint, you, you mentioned that, I think a lot of times, the decision we make is because of the blueprint in our life, and, okay. you know, like, to live happily ever after, uh, I was talking about this and I was just reflecting, you know, like Little Mermaid. It was such a big thing about the cast of Little Mermaid. Right. And then, but if you think about it, all Disney um, film, the cartoons in my era, right. I mean, not your era, were everything was about living happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. That you go through something like a deep and then you meet your man and then you live happily ever after. But a relationship is never such a bliss, right? Yeah, it's never linear, right? Yeah, it's, it's you go through different challenges, then you see how you work with your partner, you yeah. grow together, you shape things together, but it's not like, hey, it's a smooth ride. 
and and That's and true. yeah so we we were all molded with this like oh it's gonna be fine yeah you you have a happily ever after so so but what about your highest point because two lowest point in life yeah. how do you bounce back or are you still bouncing back or did it change your perspective about life and what would you describe as your highest point in your life i think starting starting the business was a, a really um really good decision on hindsight not because of the the money and and everything that that's great but mm. i think the biggest takeaway that i had over the past uh not very long just four, four years five years mm. has been that I'm, I'm really i'm forced to grow very quickly uh relative to what a person would have grown in five years at if least compared to my someone, peer, right? yeah, yeah. peers mm. um I'm, I'm forced to confront a lot of the the things i didn't want to confront mm. um, and I, I'm forced to build skill sets that I otherwise would not have built so for, for example um, I am a lot more self-aware than I otherwise would be mm. I'm forced to be a lot more communicative and be mm. better at communication with okay. other people mm. and I'm forced to look into how I feel and be mindful about how I feel in order to communicate better with other people oh. so that that's at work right yeah. and that translates into my personal life as well with my with my girlfriend yeah. my parents my sibling mm. um, and my friends mm. and I find that a lot more rewarding and fulfilling a life than yeah. otherwise yeah. and I, yeah. I think of life in phases and I read this same idea in a book recently called The Great CEO Within by, mm. uh, I think his name is Matt Mocker, Mo okay. Mockery. And uh, he talks about life and he sold his business for a, a lot of money mm. and he became a coach to other CEOs like uh, the CEO of Coinbase and a lot of these mm. big companies. Uh, and now he's just focused on, on uh, philanthropy and his, and his foundation. So he splits his life up into a phase of making money, mm. having fun, and then doing good. Mm. he's made his money then he had fun by doing all the coaching stuff and then now he's focused on doing doing good and he, his his premise is that if you try to optimize for more than one thing in each phase of your life you're gonna have a hard time yeah you're gonna be unhappy uh, or dissatisfied um and i i think about that a lot and i, I think at this stage in my life it's about just making money <laughs> and then having the 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 other levers down a little bit uh -huh. maybe not at zero but not a priority kind of a thing yeah and that's that's why i'm, I'm I, I do the things that i do and how i decide um on certain things this also correlates to my first i do i did have a boss oh, uh, in did. my first ever internship and the, the reason i'm an eo as well okay is that um my first boss and ceo mm. uh, in my internship was an is an EO uh, accelerator member. Oh. Informal and his name is Kevin Ng, yeah. Okay. Shout out to Kevin. Oh. And I Kevin, heard about him. I Kevin runs him. a procurement tech company. Okay. Uh, as well as a consulting uh, service company too. And he works with a lot of um, government uh, organization and social in, mm. in the social sector. Okay. He does a lot of good there. Mm. And um, he's a really good salesperson and he, he I, and I, I I had a lot of conversations with him. One of the learnings I got from him was, you have to think about life in terms of a like a like a, a like a stove, and you have like a stove like, like fire? fires, yeah, ah. right. A stove and fires, and you have like six fires. You have your family, your personal life, your friends, business, 
money uh, and work life and 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 something else and you can have only like maybe two or three on high yeah at any point in time and the other one's gonna go down because oh. you have a limited amount of gas yes, right yes yes and if you're conscious about that you're not gonna be all that burn out burned and, out because yeah. if you if you try to have everything at full blast mm. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible and you're going to be in a lot of pain. The, you know, like entrepreneur organization, you join, so you talk about Accelerator. Maybe you can just let the audience know Accelerator, which yeah. group falls under Accelerator. Those yeah. people who so, didn't meet the criteria but, to be a main member, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so EO Accelerator is a, it, it's an awesome program. I think it's getting better and better. Mm. Um, shout out to James, James Pung. Yeah, uh, James. Right? He's uh, leading the Support, Accelerator yeah. program. I think he's doing a really good job. I I wish that the the things that are implemented now were there when I was an, a member in Accelerator because mm. it's a lot more structured. Yeah. But it's meant for businesses that are below the $1 million mark and or mm. are below one year old. Mm, I see. Um, and I think the minimum criteria is having made 250k in revenue. Yeah. Right? Okay. And, um, and or having raised $2 million in Oh no! Some, some amount in funding, yeah. not not two million. Yeah. That would be for EO, and then EO would be one million USD and, yeah. and above annually, um, and above one year old. Yeah. So I started out in accelerator for about nine ish months, mm. and then I moved on to the uh, the the yeah the main membership. Yeah. That was that was very very fun. Um, mm. Because at that point, I, I had to make a decision between staying on in Accelerator because the business was still relatively young and I, I didn't qualify for the age part. Oh, so, the age? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. the the mm. age of the, the business. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I only okay. registered the business in 2018. I at the see. start, I didn't know what I was doing. I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's oh, great. Oh, so you joined what, 2020? 2019. Yeah. With Accelerator and then 2020, January. To member, member. Yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. And... Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's a, awesome. you know, like I feel that if I had EO when I first started out in, in my funeral business, it would have helped me so much, mm. right? And I think like the journey of entrepreneurs are quite lonely, uh, where it's hard to tell your friends or have this over dinner yeah. where you tell them, oh, what's your challenges as a boss or entrepreneur? Yeah. Because they may not understand, right? So that's something that I find that was missing in my life. Yeah. And I just didn't know who to go to. Um, and it was hard to have concrete like suggestions or advice, right? Yeah. Um, and and then when I joined EO, I only joined last year, almost a year now. And I learned so much from my foreign mates. I learned so much from EOers, uh, even the fact that I'm sitting on the board. There yeah. were so many essence to what they share. And it was just authentic sharing from where they they wanted to tell about you know their experience it was no yeah. judgment uh they talk about how they resolve certain issue in their capacity or yeah. they've gone through something similar and then that became like oh maybe this will work for my company or i like what you share i'm gonna tweet it and then make it mine yeah and make it what works for my yeah. company and it was so much easier than me being alone and trying to be like asking, let's say example, like I asked my husband, oh, what do you think I should do? Yeah. And he has a different take because he yeah. comes from a big company, yeah. uh, MNC, and of course a law firm that's, you know, right. uh, they pay a, a lot more. Mm. And, and there were so many things I learned from EOS. I think that all business school should have something like EO platform. It wasn't about like selling your business to one another, but right. it was about 
let's share our experience and let's help each other. Yeah, and I think that's to me the biggest takeaway um, from EO, and that's why you know I agreed to be on the board to be learning committee member. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that was a little bit of a high. I mean, for me. I think to be able to socialize with people like you, right. you know, pick his young brain is like, wow, how did he do <laughs> not, that? Not a lot in there. Yeah, there are, come on, <laughs> yes. But you know, you know, being on our podcast, Dying to Meet You, we can't deviate too far from the topic about death. Yeah. So what has your perspective been? Because um, you're fairly young and yeah. have you had a lot of close uh, encounter, maybe not about being close to death because Eugene has one close encounter with the mm, death that he shared. Uh, but have you had that or yeah, yeah. have you lost someone very dear in your life? Yeah, I so I, I come from a fa my extended family who's pretty pretty close. My my mom has has nine nine sisters. Mm. And no nine brothers. Sister? Oh yeah. wow. So ten, ten girls. Ten girls, right? Ten Ooh. sisters. So family gatherings were pretty fun. Mm. I, I always took that for granted. I thought all families were like that until I mm. started talking to people like, oh, you don't have nine aunts too? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, but so it's, it's, it's pretty cool because that's like growing up with 10 moms. Oh, right? yeah. Everybody has an opinion about your life. Uh -huh. Yeah, you should do this, you yeah, should do that. Wants, Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, to, um, yeah, to varying degrees of annoying, but <laughs> but it's, it's nice because there's there's a lot of care, a lot of yeah. love, right? Mm -hmm. So when I I, I lost my uh, my oldest aunt earlier in the year to pancreatic cancer, oh, sure. yeah. yeah, and um, it was it was very quick between diagnosis stage four to death was a period of like four weeks. I never got to meet her. Only got to meet her through video call. Oh, because of COVID, yeah, right? Because there's still your own. I don't even remember right? when it was this year or last year, but. Um, that was that was sobering. I felt I felt mm. very sad. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I rarely, I, I, yeah, I rarely cry. I don't think even my parents knew knew this, know this, mm. but I, I cried like really bad. And I was I was overseas in, in the U.S., so I couldn't make it to uh, to her funeral. her funeral as well. Mm. Um, and then it got me got me thinking. I, I, what would I want my life to be at the end of the the, the journey because mm. and for a long time i never wanted never wanted kids like kids are like ungrateful <laughs> dogs right dogs. <laughs> dogs stay here forever um but I, I realized that at the end of that that journey i'd much rather have had an experience of um that 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 i find fulfilling mm. and at the end having to celebrate that journey with people that I love, love yeah. yeah. Then I think about, wow, what happens when we die? <laughs> In my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I don't have a religious faith that I subscribe to. Mm. Um, so I think when we die, it just turns black. We just turn into dust. Turn into dust? Yeah. I mean, yeah, physically, yes. You yeah. will become, not dust, but ashes, okay. Yeah. But yeah. where do you think we go? In your opinion, like you are not... Religious. I, I think that all right. So I may or may not have had some mushrooms that may or may not have been um, <laughs> not regular mushrooms. Uh, may or may not have been knowingly or unknowingly. Uh -huh. um, and so I was in a at a rooftop bar. I was lying down, staring at the the sky. It was uh, just clouds and just darkness. It was in 
was in Barcelona. Oh, is that? It was oh. in Barcelona. Um, with people that I just met, but I was very comfortable with. So I, I very much like a couch like this. Uh-huh. Lie down, rooftop bar, very nice place. Stared up at the, the sky. It was just pure darkness, a little of light, and then clouds. This bunch of clouds. And I stared at the clouds. And all of a sudden, there's this face that formed. Mm. Not, a, not a man's face, not a w- woman's face, just a face. And emotionless. But I felt this sense of warmth, like, mm. overwhelm me. Wow. And in my mind, like, I was telling the, the folks around me, I was like, that's, that's God. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's God. And God is love. Mm. And obviously, may or may not have been the mushrooms that I may or may not have consumed. <laughs> but um, that, I think, I, I think about that, that experience a lot. And it, was, it was a lot of mushrooms either uh, that mm. I may or may not have consumed. <laughs> but it was a sense of, of, of love that I, that I felt. felt. So I think that when we die, we, um, we probably experience um, love. Kind of like when you finish a Sudoku, mm. Sudoku puzzle. Mm-hmm. That feeling of completion. completion yeah. Yeah. It's like you running a marathon. And then, you know, I always describe it. There's so many ways to describe um life right i mean yeah. you describe it as a book a movie or a marathon and it's always a journey so or like a trip you know yeah. like a, yeah what what do you go and and it's always interesting how we would love to perceive our ending to be or yeah. uh, our final chapter how if we have the you know, we have the luck to close a chapter or the book yeah. graciously or we have a choice to end it you know how would i end it and a lot of times I ask, how would you like to die? Have you ever thought about it? If you have a choice, yeah. how would you like to die? Slow and painful. No, slow okay. and painful? <laughs> slow, and, slow and painless. Kind of, I don't know what the queen went through, but uh, rest in peace, rest Elizabeth. But um, Her Majesty. I, I, I think a slow and predicted death is probably the way to go. Yeah. They get to do the cool stuff that, that we talked about, right? Having uh, to see what people think about me. Yeah, living funeral. The, yes. A living funeral. Mm. Having to, uh, being able to hear. Yeah, the words. That yeah, the mind. words that are maybe unsaid. Absolutely. I think yeah. the part where I, I resonated with you, you know, because many years ago when I asked, and people always tell me, I want to die in my sleep. Right. And I said, okay, but have you prepared everything? He's like, no. What do you mean prepare everything? I said, have you got your wheel done up? Yeah. Have you done your funeral arrangements? Yeah, Have you right. got your policy in place? Do your family members know where to go to, who to go to, mm. where are your documents, which bank do you have your, uh, you know, your bank's account, and what's your crypto account? Do you have your, <laughs> yeah, ma- your key? key? Yeah, Die, you know? Wow, yeah. So, I mean, worst. have you done Losing all this? Key. Exactly. Yeah. So, if you have not, then you are a selfish person because True. you only just want your comfort. To, I just want to die in my what sleep. What an asshole. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. right? So, but so thank God you didn't give me the answer. You said slow and painless, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and I do resonate with that because I feel that if I know when I'm going to die, I, yeah. I, I feel like, okay, I'm going to have to complete a lot of things, check off. But I'm yeah. constantly checking off myself, even though, you know, touch wood, you know. Um, I, I always fear my expiry date. Yeah, what if yeah. I get hit with the expiry date, you know. And, and you mentioned your aunt um, being having that fall. Yeah four weeks experience and we talk about you know one of the guests in our, my show martin 
um, what are the things that I still want to do? Uh, and there's a lot of checklists, right? We always talk about bucket lists. What do I want yeah. to do? Kick the bucket list, right? And, yeah. and before you kick the bucket. That's why there's a very good movie called Bucket List. Yeah, um, an awesome right? movie. Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson and, and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's man, beautiful. It. Yeah, and, and it's just a, a, you know, what do you right. want to do and before you go. So yeah. that really helps everyone of us to be... Yeah, you know, let's confront death. Let's not fear death. Yes, death is going to come. Yeah. And I always say the minute you're born, the only certainty is death. Yeah. But if we all live towards that day, why is it that we don't talk about as much? We don't plan as much. We plan our wedding but or our, you know, like a dream wedding, but yeah. never our dream funeral. True. Yeah. So, and dream wedding may come and may not come. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So, but, you know, how about you? Like, have you talk about death. Do you ever thought about your farewell? Like, how would you want to say farewell to everybody? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Mm. Like, you know, yesterday I was just sharing that um, we had a guy who wanted to be in a Gatsby outfit. He, he said to me, like, Angeli, when I die, I'm going to have you prepare my funeral. Mm. And I want people to dress up in Gatsby. Like, great Gatsby. Oh, that's team. cool. Ah, that's cool, yeah. right? And I think, yeah, why not? And it got me thinking, like, right. that's good. And... I even told him like, hey, I have an outfit already. And then of course, like, I didn't say that you should die now. But, I mean, <laughs> the fact that I'm I ready prepared, anytime. Yeah. yeah. But he's let me know yeah. when. <laughs> but it's so funny. He shares the same idea as me. He said, yeah, yeah Angelie, you know, I love what you're doing. I really hope this is how I want to say goodbye. And I want, you know, farewell in my memory because he's very well dressed. And yeah. mind you, I mean, like his whole body, every time I meet him, he has a new tattoo. Yeah. And the reason why he has a new tattoo, he put all his kids drawing. Yeah. On his his arm, and I was looking at that his arm cool. yesterday. I was like, "You're running out of places." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I know." Like my daughter just drew this one, and then he has one where the daughter drew drew the whole family portrait. Oh, that's it's cute. so cute. And then you like you see like different like drawings all over his arm. Wow. So you don't see that when he's at work, right? Because yeah. he wears long sleeve. But whenever he's out with me, he's always like half sleep and that's cool. Yeah. So that's how. So yesterday I had this crazy idea in my head. I was like, yeah. okay, when you die, I'm gonna picture all your tattoo and then frame it up for you. That right. was what was going but I didn't tell him that. But yeah, now you know Julian that I will take <laughs> all the pictures of your tattoo and like frame it up that's for you. That's cool, yeah. Because that's gonna leave Like the actual you. skin? Are you gonna huh? skin him? <clears throat> yeah, like the Yakuza that we share about, right? Because I was sharing with wow. Eugene about that. But okay. yeah, I mean like it's yeah, it's it's so beautiful. Like, can you skin him and then like frame it up? Oh, yeah, you probably could, yeah. Like the body were like oh. if you consent, yeah. If yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's the biggest, yeah. uh, you know, our muscles. Um, yeah. So your farewell, like, well, you know, Eugene wanted a, Eugene, he wanted a statue of him. What you wanted a. Yeah, exaggerated, that's, especially there. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's what Eugene wanted. My, my man. My that's, man. Yeah, that's exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I had this very, a very similar conversation with, uh, with, with someone very recently. Mm. And he, they wanted a Viking funeral. You know, a Viking? Viking? Yeah, they want a Viking Ooh, funeral. With... I love that. Isn't like a dress like a Viking? Yeah. yeah. So you would, no, you, no. you would, um, basically, the, you, you float the body down a, a river or to, like the sea or something mm. or the ocean. Mm. Um, and as it floats out, um, the. <gasps> The, Someone, the guests would yeah. shoot flaming arrows oh, I know that one. to the body yeah, yeah. and then let it burn. Oh wow, it's the like sea. the one you saw in India. Like you just burn the body yeah, in the fire. Yeah. 
You need to put a coin over the eye. So who? So wait, who? Your friend is local. Man, I I cannot remember, but it's it's during your trip in the mushroom world. Yeah, probably very very likely so. Um, very likely so from from overseas, and so he he started having his friends take uh he he bought his friends archery classes. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. It's fascinating. I don't know how that's gonna work in Singapore. I love to interview this guy, man. I mean, like you know, no, it's not. It's not gonna be legal. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Probably you can not. do this overseas, but yeah. But even like you know, when we say the word sea barrier. Yeah. If you use this word sea barrier overseas, they actually put the person in the casket and place it into the sea. Oh, the actual body. Yeah. So you you call, it so first. here everybody use the term loosely. Because yeah. sea barrier is supposed to be dead, but here in Singapore, you actually do what we call scattering of the cremated remains. You scatter the ashes, right? Yeah. But everybody just make it easy, like land barrier, sea barrier. So uh, different terms, yeah. But it means different things. Right. But you know, you can go up to space now. You can really? have your cremated remains in space. Like, oof. Uh, you can work with Elon Musk. He wants to do that. That's cool. Yeah. So would you consider that? Or do yeah. you want your ashes to be like? As morbid as it is, I had this conversation with somebody, and we talk about this. And he said, uh, "No, she said, you know, is that hey? Do you think it's possible to have someone's cremated remains to make it into a doodle?" Oh, that's sick! I said that's, that's sick. genius. That's sick, yeah, genius. Genius. Well, like, I, I think that's it's a whole genius. different level. I said, "Yeah, yeah. but you know, like, for sure, you can." Why what not? if it's someone's loved one, and you know, I was like, "Okay, that's a bit like this good for a dinner time conversation, but." Not it's sure how many of you feel about this, but yeah, that was something that is like, yeah. oh, but then, you know, I will remember him. I was like, that's okay, wild. there's many ways to remember, but anyway, that yeah, was just true. a conversation a I had. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's smart though. I, I, I bet that could be a really good business. You think so? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I <laughs> hear think that, so. ladies? You pre one thousand because your ash is right? Yeah. thousand limited edition windows with my ash <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But then, oh yeah. But the shape, you need to get the shape right first. It's like limited edition. Then you gotta like. Then it has to be a program, right? Yeah. You have to sign up before you die. Exactly. And then you have to take a mold of your dick. And no, because in Japan to... you have that. You can make your own doodle based on your oh. shape. So there was a you know you, it's like the casting the hand thing the yeah the wax thing. Yeah, it's the you same concept. That in the, in the, oh, yeah. yeah, you do the same thing. Yeah. But yep, sounds painful. Getting it out. Yeah, you gotta be like, you. Yeah. right? Oh, you know. That's not me. That's not me. What do you mean? That's not me. Well, you know, dying to be they, you, we talk about everything. Is, is there like post production work involved? Like, like bigger? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, can you exaggerate for me? Like, maybe a, a few no, inches? No, now that I think about it, it's probably a bad business model because you, yeah. you only get to do it once. So there's no, uh, uh, you know, there's recurring no business. recurring business involved. Like subscription, right? Yeah, a subscription, yeah. Yeah. You need that subscription model. It's See, probably not too expensive. That's the, that's the entrepreneur scale. mind thinking. No, no, no scale, yeah. Yeah, you need to scale up. Yeah. So how's, how's your fa- uh, farewell going to be? You put all the, can you imagine a funeral where you have all Every, the doodles, like oh, you help and yourself? Yeah. What if he's a, a corn gift, hub? A funeral gift like for everyone. Hub, uh, yeah, like a, yeah, like a, like a, what do you call that? A like porn a, star? Yeah, like porn star, porn you know, and then he's like, yeah, parting gift. Like his flavor, like. Ron Jeremy, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, well, he has a book. 
He's a. He he's probably one of the most well-known. Well-known guy, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are so funny that we have all these things like we think about all he's the a, funeral the, flavors, not the meme flavors. guy. He's so famous to begin with, and there's also the Jimmy Fallon and all these other guys. That's it. That's still those name after them. No. Uh. No. The the meme guy is the the bald <laughs> guy. That's not. That's oh, not. The doctor, the yeah. The doctor, fireman. Uh, yeah. All he's everyone. Uh, I have no idea what these boys are talking about. Um, <laughs> not my, you know, not the same uh, taste. I know, a sins, Johnny sins. Johnny sins. Mm. <laughs> Even his name is culture. The, yeah. What, S I N S. S I N S. I think really? it's, it's not real. It's not Probably real. like okay, a studio yeah, name, right? yeah. pseudonym. So what about you? Farewell. Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about it, mm. but I think it's gonna be um either. I want it to be happy and uh, lots of mushrooms. Yeah, lots of mushrooms. Lots of fun. Probably a destination funeral. Destination? Yeah. Burn my ashes first and then ship it overseas, get her in the flight to the location, have fun. Oh, yeah. oh that would be nice. Yeah. How about destination weddings, right? Destination funeral, why not? Hey, Fly never thought overseas. of that. Destination funeral. Yeah. yeah that's use whatever cool. money I have. I'm not going to leave to the yeah, kids yeah, yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, the kids, yeah. right? Just spend everything on the funeral. Yeah. Make it oh, the best wow, ever. Make it the best. Yeah. Wow. Tour around the whole yeah. world. Yeah, Burning Man. Burning Man funeral. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean bring your to the body man. So <laughs> you, you you're not supposed to. I just read that, you know, actually yeah you, We can't bring a body you can't no a body no, but you can't <laughs> you can't. But oh. they even have like they are recommended like um because the, the tribe there asks you not to leave the ashes there. Oh yeah, for so, burning man. Yeah, for burning man. But I did have a guy who uh, he asked me to take a picture because he was putting the ashes of his friend's friend who yeah. passed away and that was just a little bit so he took a picture like right in front, what we call it the temple. Mm. Um, you know, before he placed the ashes there. Yeah. But it's quite common. You see like people who have like wedding dresses. Um, so the temple, so we have the burning man, the man we burn on Saturday, and then on Sunday is the temple. Yeah. So people get married and Were you there this year? No, no, this year no. Um the last uh, I've been I went two years in a row, mm. but it was in twenty eighteen. 2017 and 2018 then i got pregnant then covid um but the the best part was you know when you go to the temple it's such a sacred place where people yeah. are they could have lost their loved ones so you usually see like they they create something to uh, remember their loved ones and they are there to burn things right so there was a wedding dress i remember and it was a wedding dress that was hung there and people were stapler like they stapler their notes there. Oh. So this girl wrote that um, she was married to this guy for about many years, and then realized that he's actually living in the closet for a long time. No. Yeah. So then he still loves like she still yeah. loves him as a friend, and he's very supportive. But you know it was like her dream man and all that, and yeah. But she didn't right. really love her the same way. And then people were like leaving their own messages wow. on the wedding dress like you know yeah. uh, this was a day where i decided to let my husband go but yeah. it was very interesting because burning man to me was a place where i really feel at home mm. where i mean now there's a lot of instagrammers who go there they leave their shit behind and i mean mm. like real rubbish like you're not supposed to you're supposed to keep the whole place clean yeah like, you go i, there, I recently you read the whole the, it's really the sad philosophy. like yeah. everybody is just there to like oh look good look glam and then they chuck their trash, right? Yeah. You know, we carry our trash and then we find a proper place to dispose. Yeah. Uh, the place was nice and yeah, you need to make sure you maintain that um, that, that whole culture, right? And, yeah. and the plier, we always call it the plier. The plier is where you ask for anything and then you get your answer, your mm. prayers answered. Right. So, uh, interesting fact, I don't think I tell Eugene about this or so, but it was in the plier where I think I was meant to be with Emmanuel. 
Mm. Yeah, because uh, what happened on the player was uh, we were on the seven years each, you know, like the oh. seventh year, and it was hard time. It was really really challenging year for us. Right. And we went for the Burning Man, even though we were like really not in a good space. And uh, I remember that day, I was like, okay, I need to go and see them, and because I went back to sleep at midnight. And mm. they went to party. So there are two types of people. One type is like they party through the night. Then they yeah. wait for the sunrise. They go back and sleep. But I'm more of the day person. So I will go do every activity. Yeah. Then I will sleep at midnight. Yeah. And then I will look for them like at 5 a.m. for right. the sunrise. So I remember at 5, I woke up. I was cycling and it was a sandstorm in the middle of the night. So you can't see anything. Yeah. And I just couldn't find this place called uh, the Burners. You will know Mayan Warrior is where you go for sunrise. Okay. So I remember I was going there like, oh, I went circle around Mayan Warrior. I couldn't see. So I went to another place that I think is there. No, I didn't see him. Went back to Mayan Warrior again. No, I tried another place. No. So I was just cycling aimlessly. I was like, okay, maybe this is not meant to be. Right. So then I remember telling the player like, okay, if we are meant to be, then let me find him. And then at this point, I was like, okay, I don't think he's going to be here. The sun is going to rise anytime. And everybody was heading the other direction to, yeah. the, to, the, you know, the, the, to the edge where you could see the sunrise. Right. So I was like, okay, fine. Maybe I'll just be alone and just cycle there. So, but something tells me like, okay, why don't we just do one more time? Right? Just one yeah. more time. So I said, okay, let's go back again. So I went back. I, was, I did a circle, a full circle of my own warrior. I put my, back, uh, my bike and then my bicycle. And I was like, okay, let me walk. No, I didn't see him. And I was like, I was pretty disappointed at this point. I was like, okay, maybe we're just really not meant to be. Right. So then I was going to unlock my bicycle lock. And then this pair of like shoes came right in front of me. I was looking down and I like look up oh, and then it was him. Right. Yeah. And then I think that was the moment where I realized, oh, I think uh, sort of the player has answered. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we have, you know, that's why I said a couple is a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And I think that was for me a moment and for him it was a moment. Like everybody couldn't believe like, how could you find him? Because, you know, when you're in Burning Man, there's no reception at time. Yeah. And it's the best place because that's where you can be really in tune and you don't keep checking your phone. You take photographs, but, you know, you are constantly like uh, having a lot of your me time. Yeah. Right? You being connected with the player and and with the art pieces and yeah. meeting new people. Uh, and it was a very, for me, it was quite a magical year for 2018. Mm. 2017, we were, you know, we were very new to Burning Man. So we were right. just uh, exploring and we did a lot of things together. But 2018, it was time where like, okay, we're not in a good space and like, okay, you do your thing, I do my thing. Right. We're doing different things, but we come back together. Uh, but yeah, so that was uh, something that we enjoyed. I wanted to go back to Burning Man with my daughter, but He's like, no, 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 baby, no, baby, it's not good, you know, the because yeah. the, the sand, the, sand, yeah. the dust is too tiny, like, it's too micro, it's not good for babies. Yeah. So I was okay, we'll wait, maybe a few more years, we'll go yeah, back again. Yeah, Yeah, have you, have you been? No, never been, but uh, I might go next year. Ooh, yeah. yeah, 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 there's a lot of, uh, yeah, so for people who don't know what Burning Man is, it's a festival, it's like, a, they call it a festival, but to me, it's not really a festival, it's, because music festival, you just go there and rave and all that, yeah. but, Burning Man is really like the art installation. You get there to connect. Um, and what I love about it is you don't have judgment. It's radical inclusivity. So you yeah. you can see people dressed in different outfits. Some people are naked. Yeah. Um, but you you go there as equal. Yeah. Like you see celebrities and they're equal. Like right. you know, you see the soul of the person and not what do you bring? Do you have bling blings or like right. Harry Hilton go every time, right? She she's a she's a DJ. 
I think oh, really? I was dancing at her set, not knowing that she's the DJ. Wow. I was like, oh, this is good music. And then I was dancing. Then later on, someone posted that she was actually the DJ. I was like, oh, that was her. But, That's cool. Yeah, but you don't really, like Elon Musk, Will Smith, they all were reported to go. Right. Uh, but I think, yeah, if you have never been, yeah, you should go. It's a, it's a lovely experience. So coming back to you, I mean, like, Josh, how would you like to be remembered? I mean, we talk about farewells. I like the destination funeral. I think it is something we should, you know, talk about more. Mm, how would I be? How yeah. would you be remembered? What, uh, what do people remember you mostly as? A minor inconvenience. A minor inconvenience? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Terrible. The magical like the, ride. the stone in the shoe when you can't take it off. <laughs> the, um... Or like the pee in the bed, <laughs> the princess. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I don't know what I would be remembered as. I, or what would you like? What would I like mm. to be remembered as? I think I would like to be remembered as someone who has brought more good than... Um, brought more net good to the world, mm. to the people around me. I, I, one, one of the things I think a lot about is um, bringing opportunities to people around me. Mm. I think I've, I've been blessed with uh, the opportunities that I've been given. Mm. I I grew up in Malaysia, mm. so I could have led a very different lifestyle uh, had I not come to Singapore. So I came to Singapore when I was twelve years old, um, without my family. Without your family. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I went to, uh, yeah, I went to school, stayed in uh, hostels, dorm rooms. Mm. I stayed in dorm rooms for ten years of my life from. 2009 to 2019 mm, okay. with no air conditioning so I'm always grateful for air conditioning mm. um, and I, I realized that I've been put on a very unique path that not many people get to experience and because of the path and opportunities I've been given I've been able to lead the life that I have today um, so mm. I, I, I always think about the opportunities that other people around me have and how I could help bring more Opportunity opportunities to others. to others yeah not necessarily wow. more resources or wealth or things but just opportunities i think the at the end of the day it's about uh, it, it still depends on whether the person takes up the opportunity or not Absolutely. right but at least the option is there mm, and so i like that yeah in fact you know someone shared with me about entrepreneurship that um, you need to be prepared because you never know when the opportunity comes knocking. Yeah. So that's why I yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Cheers. Cheers to that. So, yes, uh, before we end this, uh, is there any life motto or your, what would you like our audience, um, you know, to part your wisdom? Oh, uh, I have no wisdom. Question <laughs> everything. Um, Question everything. That's a wisdom. Yeah. Be curious. Be curious. I think being curious is... is um, be curious and ask better questions. Mm. I, I believe that the quality of questions that we ask determine the quality of our lives. Mm. Um, I think that I'm getting better at asking good questions. Mm. And I think that's shaping the life that I, that I have. Nice. And I think I'll keep doing that. So yeah, yeah that's it. See, there you go. It's about asking the right question and be constantly very curious so yep. this is another episode of dying to meet you and i hope you join us for another episode of dying to meet you where we get to learn more about people's life their entrepreneurship or yeah even just basically how they live their life and decide to live their life thank you josh thank you for joining us in this episode of dying thank you for you. having me yes
death has always been a certainty. That's what I like about Anjali. It has to be a celebration. Endless topics that we can talk about. Dying to meet you. Welcome to my podcast.